It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Welcome to this episode of Kennedy Saves the World. What day is it? It's happy hour day. What's that? It's not alcohol, silly. We would never do that. It's just clear liquid. It's ice water that I'm straining over orange slices into cups of ice for my friend Tom Shalou, who is here to talk about his Fox Nation Christmas special. Tom, welcome back to Kennedy Saves the World. Thank you. You're very welcome. This is great. And now, so that's like vanilla flavored ice water uh-huh. um, with a little bit of orange flavored ice water. And then we're putting Mandarin Haritos. Mexican oh, yeah. soda on a top. A real little bit. Look at that. Just yeah. a little orange on the top there. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Just enough to say hello. Um, this is kind of my tropical Christmas orange creamsicle. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so I'm going to give it a bit of a stir while still keeping the orange intact, as you do. Beautiful. A little bit of ice. Wee. And you say it has a bit of vanilla flavor. A little vanilla huh? essence. That's it. Wait, first cheers mm. to Christmas, the birth of Jesus. Our friendship, good cheer, and to Fox, and to you. God bless. God bless us all. Cheers. Mm, oh, that's a good color, too. Look at that. Mmm. Mm. Amazing what you can do without alcohol. <laughs> it's really, my body feels so warm. Mm. It's so weird. There's a little gummy bear. Yeah. Oh, good. Just one to lay on top of your orange like a raft. Woo! Yeah, <laughs> it's getting a little wild in here, Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you like golfing? Uh, you know what? I do love golf. I was just talking about it yesterday to someone. I said, I don't golf. Yeah. It's, I've given it up, but you, you know, because it's just one thing that I, 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 it's too much. It really is. Like, I understand why people wait to be retirees until they really throw themselves into golf. Yeah. Because it, so the golfing itself takes so much time. Yeah. But the getting good at golf yeah. takes even more time. And it's maddening because the thing I found about golf, my very, long very fickle journey yeah is you get good for a little bit and then for me everything falls apart yeah yeah and then i get moments. very frustrated yeah and you, that can happen as you know in one outing you can have like the best hole of your life and be like i finally got this i'm so good at this i'm amazing why wasn't i doing this all along yeah then you get to the next hole you do the same thing shank it into the woods you know what one of the problems is par no, that's a cruel invention. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, golf, you and I play golf by the same rules that Phil Mickelson does. I mean, we go out there and, you know, we're ostensibly, you know, you, they do the handicap, you know, sure. whatever. But you're out there on a par four. You're trying to get it in in four. That's yeah. what Phil Mickelson tries to do. And he fails many, many times. Okay. Uh-huh. So we go out there and it's not like, you know, when we play softball, it's not like we're playing by the rules of professional baseball. It's not fast pitch. <laughs> right. So, but that's what we're doing essentially when we're playing golf. We should have our own courses. They should be fewer than 18 holes. Mm-hmm. So the pitch and putt nine hole. Uh, that's I love the, the pitch and putt system. Yes. I'm, I'm, I adore it. Like much more than miniature golf, which is fun when you're either with your family yeah. or drinking with friends. Right. That's right. <laughs> it was like the old David Tell lines. Did you ever... Do you ever get, uh, oh, was it, don't, I forget what the line was, but it was something about, 
you know, don't get drunk and play miniature golf. You know, did you ever wake up in a in a, a windmill or something like that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love David Tell. Yeah. So you are hosting a phenomenal special on Fox Nation. Yes, the which, Great Christmas Showdown. I love the Great Christmas Showdown because I love competition, especially with people you work with, because we can't really be like cutthroat, elbowing people right. in the kitchenette. That's rude. And you get a bad reputation. Yes. And then you find yourself uninvited to a lot of things, professional and personal. <laughs> uh, but this, you can actually, you can go at it on, yeah. on the showdown. They go at the showdown. And it's, it was the last year, it was the great Christmas debate. Mm -hmm. And we did it debate style, and which is fun because it's Fox News and we're, we, you know, we do debates like competition. So this was debating the little minutiae of, of the holiday season, you know, uh, white lights or colored lights. And the, but we put it in a high pitched debate format. So this year, because it was sometimes it was trivia and we added more than just the debate element to Ooh, it. Nice. So we made it the great Christmas show. Absolutely right. Yeah. So where do, where do people come down? Because, you know, you say that and automatically my first reaction is, oh, colored. I love colored lights on a tree. But if you're doing anything else, like I have a plastic white chair. Yeah. And it, it looks like one of those kind of bird's nest egg chairs oh yeah um so i'm gonna wrap that in clear lights and plug it in and be like woo yeah i think the so kids, clear lights for anything else i like clear lights they're very clean looking True. and the, they they create a kind of a um you know a wonderful ambiance in a dark room you just turn off all the lights and you turn on just the clear lights. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Christmas lights, colored lights don't really light a room so well. Correct. So clear lights are very nice. It's probably, you know, occasionally during the holidays, you go into a bar and they have the the white lights all over. Oh, I love and that. It's lit up. And the streets, when you go out into certain neighborhoods in New York, you have those wonderful white bulbs. Yeah, the white you know? wrapped trees. Yeah. So yeah, I was, on a, I was on a street on the Upper West Side and the entire street, like all the trees, three quarters of the way up, oh, yeah. wrapped in white lights. And it, it really did light up and it was so welcoming and beautiful. And, and it's so nice because it really only illuminates the tree. So you can't see the human feces on the rest yeah. of the sidewalks. <laughs> no, I know it is amazing how nice it looks at yep. night when you're in these neighborhoods. So uh, my kids, I asked them, they like colored lights. So I just thought, oh, maybe it's like a maturity thing. Cause when I was young, I probably would have said colored lights. You want all that color, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, it's maybe it's more sophisticated, the white lights. I don't know where, where it came down in the debate. I know we did it, but I can't remember whose side won. Who was really good? Who should well, we be watching out for? Like, who's a good dark horse that well, you think, oh, maybe that person's not so good, but then you tell us. I think Jimmy Fallon, you know, because people think, oh, he's going to be Jimmy Fallon and he's just going to, you know, bombast and he's going to make fun of people, whatever. But he actually makes a pretty good argument. Uh, same with, um, uh, well, Janice Dean. Uh, she's kind of like the opposite and she plays dirty, you know, like she, yeah. <laughs> she seems very nice. Like dirty but, Janice is my favorite Janice. Yeah. She'll go in yeah. for the kill, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jimmy like, you know, kind of plays it rough and ready, but he, he makes, you know, pretty solid. He's a arguments. very thoughtful person. Yeah. And I don't think people realize that, but you know, you know what it's like to spend three hours on the radio and he does that. And he actually like thinks out his positions more than anyone would give him credit. For. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you have to do in a life of standup. People just see the, the, the five minute set when you do a, you sure. know, a TV set or they see you do a headliner set and you're up there for an hour, but really it's all day, every day. You know, I love hearing Jerry Seinfeld talk about standup. It's just like, he's never stops thinking of bits. Yeah. Even if he's not going to use them, he's just always thinking that way. 
And so that's why radio, it's, it's such a good format because you're going to be doing that anyway. You might as well get as a comedian. You might as well, yeah. You might as well just talk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's funny because um, Jerry Seinfeld, you you say that, and I just think of some of the conversations that he and Larry David must have had, yeah, and how much fun that show must have been for them because both their minds were working in the same way, yeah. constantly every day. Yeah, and, and Larry then, may be darker a little yeah. bit, right? He's a little more morose, yeah, and. Uh, uh, but you, Jerry gets a kick out of people. That's why I love comedians in cars. That's my favorite thing of his, probably his, my favorite project of his ever. Because, really? Yeah. Because he just talks to comedians and he laughs and he's, it's genuine when he's laughing. When he's there with Brian Regan, he just, he can't stop laughing yeah. or Gaffigan or whoever it happens to be. Isn't that nice though? Because not all, as you can attest, not all comics are like that. Right. Like not all comics are joyful. They actually are a little resentful when someone else. Yeah gets a laugh or someone else says something they didn't think of. Yes. But when a comic can actually be joyful and really appreciate what someone else says, I love that. Yeah. I think Jerry is the, he's somebody that I always say he's underrated and people are like, what? He's the most successful comedian ever. I know he's underrated because people are like, oh yeah, Seinfeld, you know, TV show, 10 years on the air, big deal, you know? Oh yeah. He sells out stadiums, you know, but he is, uh, he's very, He's always very good. He always exceeds expectations, no matter what he's doing, I think. And that's someone like, Sp I say Spielberg is, is underrated. And again, probably the most successful. Is there anyone more successful in the movie business than Spielberg? Maybe James Cameron? Yeah, maybe. But he's, I don't know if Just he's, with he's probably not underrated. He's probably rated exactly George where he. George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, I know. But the, the, the level of artistry on Spielberg is so high. And so, depending on what he it's not every one of his films is, is great, but even his his less successful films, they are there's just a high level of artistry. And I always say, for someone who's such a a mogul, he doesn't have to do it; he could phone it in. Yeah. Um, but I think when you see something like Bridge of Spies or um, my favorite film of all of his is Catch Me If You Can. It's so I good. I love that movie so much. It's so perfect. Yeah. Right. And it's a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, it's fun. It was a fun little romp. You no, know? but if you go back and rediscover it and, and rewatch it, yeah. because it's different now than it was the first time you saw it, because you really do miss so much. But yeah, I've seen it so many times yeah. because it's just it's it's great. And it's just full of um, it's full of exacting excellence. <laughs> You're squeezing his boobies. <laughs> no, that's Leo. I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> what, which Leo do you like better, Wolf of Wall Street Leo or Catch Me If You Can Leo? Well, it's Catch Me If You Can Leo because he's, I mean, to me, that's his best role, but Wolf of really? Wall Street. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think it's great. And it's, it's, um, you know, it, it's, he, he, you know what, also my favorite? Christopher Walken in that. I love Christopher Walken as his dad in that movie. It's so sad. It's, it's tragic. It's yeah. heartbreaking. It's so brilliant. Like, it's hard to get across how complex human beings really are yeah. and how they can be like lonely and horrible, but so deeply loving and so yeah. like in desperate need to do the right thing. Although sometimes they're incapable of it. And Christopher <laughs> so, Walken like sums that up beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. And such a, a way that's the pathos of it. It really is. It's very, uh, very brilliant. What's your favorite Christmas movie? I think, um, I would say It's a Wonderful Life, probably. 
Okay, I've never seen It's a Wonderful what? Life. What? <laughs> are you like, are you going for a dare or something? So it was on. I was watching with my boyfriend. And so we turned the TV on and that happened to be on. And uh, he was like, oh, this may be the best movie of all time. It's certainly the best Christmas movie. And I, I only, it was only the end. And so yeah. it was only like the last 10 or 15 minutes. I'm like, this is awful. Like, no one knows who he is. This is so yeah, it's stressful. Like, yeah, it's I was like, like irritating, why does right? Anyone like this movie? Like, no one believes him. Yeah. Everyone's mad at him. There's violence. His wife has no idea who he is. She's an old maid. I don't even know what that is, but she has glasses. And I'm like, maybe she's about not to close up maid. the library. It's like she's got all the all the tragedies, you know. Not only would did she never marry, she ended up in library sciences. That's yeah. like with greatest glasses. of all tragedies. Oh yeah. So I, I watched that, and then you know, at, at the end, like it's supposed to be really satisfying. But for me, I couldn't get over the stress of the last ten minutes of that movie. Yeah. I don't know if I would put that up there at the top. It's a long movie. And it delivers in the end, you know, but you do have to see the you, everyone thinks of that last 20 minutes because yeah. that's what the movie is for most people. But because of it's like a, a long biography of this guy's life, that's why when they go back and relive his life in the last 20 minutes uh, or, you know, relive it in a kind of, um, you know, the three spirits kind of way, yes. like Christmas Carol, that that it's so moving because you've seen you've invested two hours into oh the, i gotta do the investment yeah oh maybe that's what i'm missing you see him from childhood it's the heart and, of the movie where you get emotionally connected yeah and that's um i mean citizen kane too right because he started with him as a kid mm -hmm. and then you've got a you, you know the whole the whole thing and so it comes back around not to give any spoilers at the end of that one but <laughs> don't go anywhere more kennedy saves the world right after this <laughs> um my favorite orson welles is uh, drunk Orson Welles trying to sell wine. Ah, the French. That's the first line <laughs> of the ad. You got to watch it on YouTube. Orson Welles, if you're ever in a bad mood, yeah, Paul Masson, wine, Orson Welles drunk. Yeah. Thank us later. It's I played it for my kids at a very young age, and they were very entertained by it. So now whenever I sit down at dinner and I pour wine, my daughter says, ah, the French. <laughs> I love it so much. Oh, it's so it's so good. I mean, there are of course internet exploits like that. We and like you know, we'll do it live. Yeah. Oh, we'll do it live. I, I quote, "We'll do it live." Something from that. I I was on. I think outnumbered, and uh, they said something about play us out, and I said, "What does it mean to play us out?" And they're like, "Well, that's <laughs> when the music comes on." And <laughs> they did. You like, strung them along. <laughs> it was a younger person, and they're like, "Yeah." Well, oh, it's it's when the music comes on, and then. The segment is ending. They were, uh, I always thought O'Reilly should have taken that as a badge of honor. Amen. You know, that if, if I were O'Reilly. would he have sold yeah, if he had, live. we'll do it live, I'll write it myself. Yes. Like And mugs. at the beginning of his show, you know, yeah. just have him. The factor <laughs> gear. <laughs> really blew an opportunity there. Yeah. You got to embrace the, the mistakes that have happened and, you know. Yeah. And the cultural uh, signposts. Yeah. Very few people are lucky enough to have those. Yeah. And people lose their temper occasionally. Mm -hmm. So you have to take that with kind of like, oh, well, you know, I've lost my temper. I've never lost my temper on videotape, though. Oh. But there's a couple of times when I, it would have been a national embarrassment. You know, it, it would have been I might have been canceled 
You know, I was yelling at a cab driver one time. I was totally in the wrong, but I was just all fired up. I thought he was trying to like drive. I, I, do any cab drivers drive further to make extra money? I don't know if they do, but at this time, it seemed like he was doing you, that. You use Curb though, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I, okay. I use those now, but this yeah. was this was pre uh, all okay. of that stuff. But you know that little slot you used to go through? I was just like yelling at him through the slot. I was like, no, you know, just, just this <laughs> idiot screaming through the, the little thing, you know? And I'm like, wrong turn, buddy. Take a left of the nail. And I'm, you know, but I'm giving him angry directions and yeah. just acting like a total jerk. And well, that's, that's why the rating system on Uber is so fantastic. Yeah. Because neither person has incentive to be an a-hole. Yes. Yeah. It's like, yes, of course, whatever you want. I hope you're having the best day ever. Do you want a foot <laughs> massage? Is that weird <laughs> while you're driving? Because I'll do it. I'm at a 484 right now. I'd really like to get, get up, up to a 485 by the end of the week. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'd really, really like to try. Um, what's your favorite Christmas tradition? I think the... I like Christmas Eve. Um, I like going to Mass on Christmas Eve. Yes. Right? It's a little bit late, but you're going to stay up late anyway. Because the whole thing... It, it, you're up late, and you're going to have to wake up early. Which is terrible, because then you're tired all day on Christmas, mm -hmm. but then to have to get up and go to mass, you know, so I like going out, having, uh, having a fun time on Christmas Eve with family, you know, and then you go to, uh, maybe go to midnight mass, which isn't really midnight anymore. Now it's like 10 o'clock, but they call it midnight mass. Yeah. And then you go and then, uh, it's like somewhere over the Atlantic, it's midnight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, the sandwich islands. <laughs> That's on the other side. That's okay. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving and I probably prefer, you know, once the holidays start, you know, it's just kind of you're on this endless holiday ride. And then when New Year's comes, you know, you're like, okay, enough with you this. You have a holidays. hangover. Yeah. And of every kind, like food hangover, booze, spending. Yeah. Like and everything's exhausted. Your credit card wants a liver transplant. You're tired of relaxing. And, uh, but at the beginning of it, that's probably why I love Thanksgiving the most because it's the start of the holiday season. Yes. And I like to just have dinner and do nothing all day. Uh, this year we went nuclear. It was just the four of us. Oh, nice. Yeah, Good my for wife you. and two kids. We didn't do the all the Sometimes you just like, you know, there's too many of those events. Yes. And uh, so we, we got up early and went, uh, you know, my wife works with this group of nuns and we got up early and we got the nuns, um, uh, Dunkin' Donuts and, and bagels oh, that's and everything. Awesome. Yeah. And so, were, and they were they stoked? They were so appreciative of it, oh. you know, and the nuns and the Are women. Are they able to have snacks and yeah, treats? Yeah, they can have snacks and treats. And, oh. and, and also they're running these shelters. So there's other women, you know, there's, yeah. there's women in need that the nuns are taking care of. Okay. And so they're sharing there, but the nuns would ha have to, you know, make breakfast or get everything ready. So we kind of brought it there and, you know, it was all my wife's doing. She did the whole thing. And actually Gaffigan, Jeannie Gaffigan also works with these nuns. So she's the one who gave my wife the, the tip off. And she said, you know, these nuns who work in the Bronx, they they could probably use a little help. So we we did this whole thing. We got up and they, uh, with the kids and we went into the, the the shelter, brought them the donuts. And then you feel great. And then you can go home and then you can gorge. You can, yeah. And then there are people who do the turkey trot. Yeah, that's I mean, that's a lot of like probably single people, right? Who do that kind of it's thing. It's got to be. Yeah. I mean, unless like I know people who rope their kids in running. If, and both my kids are athletic, but if I were like, okay, we're getting up at seven, we're going running. Yeah. They they would call child services. <laughs> <laughs> we have daughters the same age and they would call child services. They would yeah. have me arrested somehow. Yeah. Uh, and I think some people, I know a family who does that. They get up and make them play football. The whole, you know, it's like the, all of the extended relatives. Yeah, that sounds football. super fun. Yeah.
but I just I can't see my girls getting into it. No, no, uh, we're not that. We're not early riser people. Even though today I got up early, I had to come in and do uh, Dana Perino's show. You know, yeah. uh, but uh, so I'll wake up early for work. But if it's a day off, I don't set my alarm clock. How often do you do Fox and Friends weekend? Uh, I, I do it more lately. Um, and so, yeah, that's, but they make it easy too. You know, you kind of come in, you do it. And then I go home and take, I take a nap. And then you take the bagels from Fox and Friends weekend and you give them to the nuns. Yeah, so you've like, I could do that. Killed two burns with one loving stone. I'll take some of the, uh, the stuff here. I'm not above. I take some nutter butters for the kids sometimes. <laughs> Good for you. I do that on planes. Yeah. Like if I know we've got a long plane flight because you never know. I was just, I, I flew the other day. And as we were getting ready to board, uh, the service agent was like, uh, yeah, we really don't have a lot of drinks on board. So if you want a cola or a refreshing beverage, get it now. Really? Before we fly. And we I was don't like, have a lot of drinks on board? Yeah, I was like, that's so weird. <laughs> like, what if you get to the last row and someone's like, I'm parched. I need a beverage. Like, mm, sorry. Maybe if you had paid for Economy Plus. And couldn't they just... Just a club soda. But they're right there. Like, the plane pulls in, and maybe they're short on beverages. Can't they get a, you know, open up the fridge and get some Bev? That's what I would... So I asked one of the flight attendants, I'm like, so what's the deal with nothing on the plane? She's like, what? I said, the the gate agent said that you guys, you know, they told us to all go buy bottled water. She's like, oh, that's weird. (laughs) It is weird. Yeah. And I wouldn't think that they, you know, those... those, um, agents at the gate they don't want you to wander away no they usually like stick around yeah because we're gonna load never this plane. Yeah. yeah and and we left early i'm fine with that yeah like if you're if you're not in the boarding area 10 get minutes on. before no i get there early and i don't do you know someone like greg gutfeld he, he likes to do the lounge right yeah. the lounge i don't do the lounge because it's the same like you're, you're just sitting in a seat yeah. and then it's another place to stop then you got to pick up your bags and go. That's true. So I just go to the gate and I just sit in the chair there. I don't have to do See, anything. I My biggest problem is because they charge you for check bags. Now everyone carries on too much mm-hmm. and there is a fight for that yeah. space. Yes. And there's, there's not enough of it and there are too many bags. Mm-hmm. So I'm always worried that I my biggest pet peeve flying is waiting at baggage claim. Yeah, I don't like doing that. And I don't like the fight either. But no. I never check a bag because I don't bring a lot of stuff. So I've always been a carry-on guy, but I like to keep it small. Uh, I do like to travel light. You know, recently I went away with Greg for one uh, date, you know, but it was just a one-nighter. You get on the plane, you fly, do the gig, you stay in a hotel, and you leave the next day. So I didn't bring anything. I just, I the said... clothes you had with you in a backpack, perhaps. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even have a... a, a uh, you're right. I must have had a. I had my what looked like a computer bag. Oh, you know, solid. And I just put socks and underwear in that. That's absolutely right. So not even a change of clothes. I did the gig with Greg. Yeah. And then I thought, well, I'll just fly home with the same set of clothes. Absolutely on. right. And so socks and underwear, and I did. And Greg was like, "Where's your bag?" I said, "I didn't bring a bag." And he said, "He said what?" Yeah. And I said, "I don't think sometimes we don't need a bag, Greg. We think we do. I got a toothbrush in here. Mm-hmm. I got socks and underwear, and it went great. And I felt so free and happy." See, I'm like, well, if there's a gym, I've got my running shoes. And if there's a pool, maybe I like to do a few laps. And, of course, I have to have my flip-flops because I can't I put know. my feet on a hotel room carpet because fungus. Yeah. And that grosses start, me out. I understand. 
But I, I do pack light, but I also have some necessity. <laughs> you ever seen a fight on a plane? I've never, no, only on videotape. Okay. Uh, but I've never been, um, you know, with, with actual, you know, to physical violence, no. Yes, no, I don't like physical violence. I had one guy on a plane um, who threw a bottle of water at a sleeping man and called him the N-word. And then he was so abusive and obnoxious on a red eye and wouldn't stop yelling that the pilot came out and said, if you don't sit in your seat and be quiet, I'm going to land the plane. And then he went in the very back and smoked weed and because he stopped giving him alcohol. And, and he was like, I just smoked weed. And so they called the FBI who met him when we landed. Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I mean, I'm surprised the water bottle and the N-word didn't get him the FBI. Oh, my gosh. Can you like and that was obviously like pre-pandemic. That was probably okay, yeah. 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there was crazy stuff happening then. And then, obviously, the I mean, with that the nonsense during the pandemic, with the with the you know, I mean, they, we went from people had chickens on the plane with them; they could yeah. bring their their comfort pig on yeah. the plane with mm-hmm. them. Emotional to, support, yeah, whatever peacock. To during COVID, the lockdown where you couldn't sip your water with the mask and the whole thing. I was like, how did we get to this? Like, it was too ridiculous. So permissive, yeah. yes. Yeah, they would bend over backwards to service their. Uh, guests' needs, emotional needs, and everything else. And then during COVID, it became like a, a complete lockdown. Yeah, everything, like formally rational, fun entities mm-hmm. became authoritarian killjoys. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan. But I will tell you what, it is wonderful to sip and celebrate with you, Tom Shalou. Whatever you do, this orange vanilla creamsicle is for you. It is. Uh, how did we get? Is it just vanilla and uh, the the orange that makes the creamsicle taste? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, might be something in here. Yeah. No. No. I mean, but the, uh, yeah. Yeah. There might. It's be, not alcoholic. It, yeah. For sure. But it might have. But an you extra. feel like tipsy? No. No. I don't. Yeah. I, I can't say I do. But I think I, that's a placebo effect. Yeah. Uh, but just the flavor of it. Yeah. You know, is that what creamsicles were? I got. It's, yeah, it creamsicles like, it were like ice cream, vanilla ice cream, and orange. Yeah. Popsicle. Such a weird combo, but yeah, but somehow tasted good. But you also had those little cups with the w- little tiny wooden spoon. Remember, and it was like half orange sherbet, half vanilla ice cream, yeah. and they'd be like swirled. Yes, I loved those. Those yeah. were institutional desserts. So if you went to like the American Legion Auxiliary or a hospital, that's what you would have for dessert. Yeah, they were. Uh, those were good, and, and um... it's like a Salisbury steak. Yeah. <laughs> And you remember the, I always liked that I would get at the bowling alley. I don't even think they have these anymore. Maybe they do. You would open it like a refrigerator and you would pull out the, these uh, ice cream treats. It was the chocolate eclair uh-huh. and the strawberry shortcake. Oh yeah. And the, uh, the and then like there the was good humor. a butterscotch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were good humor, but they were ice cream bars with nuts all over them mm-hmm. and had the, but they were, you know, high end. Yeah. Like normal ice creams were like, you know, 50 cents, but these cost like a dollar and a quarter or something, but they were worth it. That's like when I discovered a Choco Taco in 1992, (laughs) like I felt like a a portal had opened. Yeah. What is that? It's exactly what it sounds like. It's like a chocolate shell with vanilla ice cream and then a chocolate coating and nuts. And it's all frozen. Yeah. It's all frozen. Yeah. Choco Taco. So I remember Scotty Marshall uh, was like, (laughs) <laughs> You've never had a Choco Taco? I'm like, I don't know what that means. I know. And then he gave me a Choco Taco, and I'm like, this is the best thing. Why don't I know about this? I know. It's really, 
Did you have maple bars growing up? Uh, no, didn't have maple bars. Do you know what a maple bar is? That no, must I... be a West Coast phenomenon because we have them just about anytime there was a trip to a donut place. It's like a rectangular donut with maple glaze on top. Yeah, like a crawler? No, it's not a crawler. It's smooth. Rectangular donut. Yeah, with a maple glaze. And so Voodoo Donuts became very famous for having that with a maple glaze with a slice of bacon on top. And they called it the maple bacon. Oh, yeah. I, I could see that. Yeah. It's probably good. My sexy teenage boyfriend had no concept of a maple bar, and he thought it sounded gross. But he was and the one then with I the realized, like, taco? that was, no, no, yeah. no, that was Scotty Marshall. Yeah. Scotty Marshall. Different I've, guy. I haven't spoken to in a while. Maybe I'll try and look up Scotty Marshall and thank him for the Choco Taco. Yeah, dedicate which this Which sounds like a euphemism, to him. so, yeah, I have to be very careful, like, what you say in our adult lives. Mm-hmm. It's like, thanks for the Choco Taco. It's like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I... I, I because it's what would it be? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to speculate. <laughs> but I, I feel like it would take a greater level of disinfection than yeah. I'm willing to yeah, yeah. carry out. On that note, Tom, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> wonderful cocktail. It's a wonderful life. It's been a wonderful podcast. This has been Kennedy Saves the World, along with Tom Shalhoub. I'm Kennedy. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Oh, go ahead and leave me a review while you're there. I'd love to hear what you have to say. You've been listening to Kennedy Saves the World on the Fox News Podcast Network. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.